0: Oh ho oh, oh, ho, cheeky monkeys! Get on with it.
1: Toffee, toffee, toffee. That's
0: magnificent. Hello, John. Up and down.
1: Where's our? Bye bye. Feel like the Arsenal. Come on. Hello and welcome to ABW Live. I'm not really sure where to start at all. But we're going to start with the chat box and 235100. DJ Samuel is there. AVS Fan TV. Cyan Vesh. Sanam Gurung is there. K Man 1867 is there. Archie's in the house. Carlito Alguna's is there. I mentioned DJ Samuel and I. Richard Morris is in the house. Danny's in the house. Abhishek Vikar is in the house. Oh, everything rude, rude, everything. Is there? Uh, Ikiwawa I- I- is there as well. Luca Wood. I-, I got Ikiwawa I- 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 right. I'm really impressed with myself. Luca Wood's there. Um, Rocky7GTUK is there. KJ, Rudy Rastlos, Tim Hill, Arthur Smith. How are we all? We are gutless. Before I introduce anybody today, here's a, here's a message to this Arsenal squad you are gutless. Absolutely gutless. You haven't got a fucking backbone between you. You are absolutely shameful. Shameful. Fucking shameful. You are a gutless bunch of twats. And I saw it off my chest. Let's introduce you to the first guest. He sails the seven seas from booty and birds. It's Chris Carpenter.
2: Say hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Jase. How are you, pal? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Old and ugly, but these things can't be changed. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Who cares? Who cares?
1: Next from Canada Land, we have our friend Corey Austin. Say hello, Corey.
0: Hello, Jace. How you doing, mate?
1: Oh, mate. You don't want to be in my head at the moment.
0: I shouldn't even have asked really, should I?
1: I you know, over the last couple of years I've put up with watching some shit doing
0: this show. One thing thing is it's a pleasure to part with you finally, mate.
1: I know it is. It's lovely to have you on, pal. I'm really chuffed to bits. I'm, uh, yeah, it's just putting up with the yeah, same yeah. shit for uh, yeah, yeah. years. You know, i I got to be honest you, I'm I'm f- absolutely lit. But there you go. But lovely to have you on, pal. And finally, I haven't seen him for a couple of seasons, but he's back. He's back. It's the man from... It's number number two from Candleland today. Yeah. It's OG. It's other chef. OG, mate.
3: How's your hangover?
1: Can I swear on this? You can crack on, sir. This is oh. going to be nasty. This is this is going to be quite a nasty show,
3: boys, boys. I said this before we got on the air. Um, I'm I'm proper fucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a 95th minute Brighton winner uh, incarnate right now over here in Canada. Uh, I was up till two a.m. my time doing another podcast with my buddies over here. We got shit. We just got shit faced on the air last night. Uh and I got five hours sleep and I woke up and I just watched that shower of shit. And uh I'm asking myself, why did I choose this episode to come make my comeback on? And I don't have a fucking good answer. And so, you know, maybe there's some group therapy that's gonna go on now uh with us in the chat. I hope so. But uh, you know, it is what it is.
1: I, unfortunately, shreds that a pull out. So you've done. You've you've been like a superhero, and and and, and you put your hand up. And as soon as Carpenter knew he were on, Carpenter was there. Oh, nice. I mean, you know what I mean? He was oh, there, nice. and um, uh, we 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 both fanboy over you. You know what it's like, okay? That day in London, the Swansea game will never be forgotten. Um, right, straight into it, lads. Let's get into it. First of all, before we do, actually. In the stands representing Camp Wonderland and the London Evening Stand Up. So Spidey today, looking like a lumberjack and sitting next to, uh, oh, John Cross, isn't he? He's sitting next to John Cross. Yeah, we're going to sanitize him afterwards. But... <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, we may, we may have to. We may have to. Um, right, okay. So, Chris, I'm going to start with you, actually. Lineups, a changed lineup from um, Wednesday, obviously. Pepe uh, and Lacazette in Saka at 10, holding a Mustafi um, partnering a thing, and Sabayos and Gwendouzi in midfield. Um, and this is Pi-Willy for Josh because Josh gets really annoyed at this. And Brighton have a seven foot twelve left back cobber. He <laughs> hates it when that's mentioned. So sorry, Josh, but there you go.
2: Um, what do you think of the lineup, mate? um yeah it was, it was what I wanted to see it, it was more in line with what I wanted to see what I expected as well I thought we would bring back a bit more experience I thought we would have a little bit more um firepower shall we say in, in the form of Pepe and Lacazette I wasn't completely convinced that Saka was at 10 I think that was a bit of a a BT sport fubu um oh, but I
1: know it's they it's yes but mainly he was in that role, but he did come out,
2: didn't he? Yeah. He sort of almost had like a free role, didn't he? It was almost like yeah. a drift between the lines kind of role. Him and the Bamiyang seemed to switch a bit as well. So yeah, wasn't 100% sure on that one, but um, but yeah, it was, it was a strong lineup. <sighs> it was a lineup that should have been, should have been um, good enough to beat that side. Obviously we'll come on to that later, but yeah, I, I, I felt like given the resources we had, holding obviously was the, the natural fit in, at centre back as well. Getting a run. I thought T and E would have a rest. Everything else was pretty much as, as you'd expect. So yeah, I was okay with the lineup. I thought it was more than enough to, to win that game.
1: Absolutely. Um Kalito uh, uh, well, sorry, Danny uh Cook uh as he mentions you know we missed Grand Jaca. I think it's fair to say. And Kali Jo says, What does Martinelli have to do to get some games done? We're gonna talk about that in some detail later on. Because I've got to be honest with you, when we're struggling to score goals, I'm wondering the same. I'm really, I'm wondering the same. Okay, um, Corey, uh, the game starts brightly. Alba with an overhead in the first minute. Some really good work from Gwendusie, Saka as well. I saw sorry, Pepe as well. Obama um, Young misses from outside the box after Brighton turn the ball over. Then in seventh, on the seventh minute. Saka hits the crossbar after driving in and, ta- and and taking a screamer. It it started really, really positively, didn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the first uh, 10... I got home 10 minutes into the game and I was able to listen to uh, the coverage that the Arsenal.com does uh, on the way home as I was flying down the highway at 100 kilometres an hour. Um <laughs> Yeah, and they did start very positive. Uh, when I walked in and started watching, uh, it looked quite uh, confident, uh, uh, very aggressive, uh, which is no surprise. Uh, they, you almost have to think, you want, or at least I wonder, if Arteta had in mind that he wasn't going to win the Man City game, or at least that was less winnable, and he kind of floated a younger uh Lineup for that game, knowing that maybe this one was the one he really wanted to go for. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the lineup played very well off the beginning. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We started like a house on fire. To be fair, um, you, you, you Sorry, go on,
0: go on, Can I say uh, it, the one thing that surprised me was Kalasnic on the left. I, I just uh, tyranny had such a good game the other. The other day, I kind of expected him to start this game, so that was the one uh surprise for me off the beginning.
1: Yeah, I think that's more about managing his fitness, isn't it? You, you could have played soccer there, but you, you know, you're lacking that some um, uh, you know, well, the cutting edge up front, but um, yeah, it's it's all it, he, he, he he hasn't got much of op- many options at the moment, is he? He just mm-hmm. hasn't got many options, and I think it's um, uh, it, it, it's a bit of a struggle. Gee, um Pepe uh looks bright, you got a lack of shot, like Z shot blocked on 10 minutes. You've got Saka looking sharp, but Brighton throughout this whole time are looking really well drilled, aren't they? You know, they they they're closing down well, they they're pressing all the time, and
3: they get back into shape really quickly. Yeah. But we know that that's what the way Brighton's gonna play. Um, and we know that's how teams will play against us that's that they'll they'll keep their shape, They're gonna play discipline and they're gonna wait for their opportunities. And so we should be expecting that. but it's been it's been a bit weird, and I watched a bit of the Bundesliga when it restarted. and I've watched uh, a few of the games this week in the Premier League. These aren't regular season games. These are not games that we would see in in January, February, March, April. It's almost like the season restarted. And we've got a team that is not, uh, I don't think they're 100% fit. And I know people probably roll their eyes. And what I mean by that is while they maybe have fitness, they're not in the groove. And I don't think any of the teams are. Um, Even that game against Man City, uh, it just the rhythm isn't there. The rhythm is not there in the games. Um, but it makes it easier for a team like Brighton, right? Because they, they, as long as they just stick to the basics, they get their shape, they know they can contain us. I thought Saka was our brightest player in the opening 20, 25 minutes, and maybe even on the game, it seemed like everything that he did uh, created something, which was encouraging. And you guys talked about the shape of us. It, it's a weird shape. I know you guys, I know Chris talked about it as well. Um, the way we lined up, it was almost asymmetrical, which – we haven't really done that since since Arson was around. Arson used to play this this lineup where Diaby would play sort of start left when he was fit, and he would actually migrate in. And it's almost like what we saw there was um, we've got Pepe as you mentioned. He's sort of our winger on the right. Saka maybe lines up slightly to the left, but he pulls in and leaves that space for Kalasnich and Aubameyang to bomb down the side. And I thought that that's interesting. It's a bit creative. But at the end of the day, I don't think we really troubled Brighton all that much. Obviously, Saka hit the bar and we had that, the, the header that, um, Lacazette couldn't, couldn't finish. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, there was not really much rhythm in that game, especially in the first 45. It, you know, it just looked like two teams that were playing a little cautious that weren't quite at the, at the top of their game. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I don't. we weren't able to open the scoring in the first 45. I think we had the chances, um, and we're going to come on to other things that happened in that first half. But uh, in that first sort of 20 minutes, I think we really got – you have to be clinical. We have to take the advantage of the fact we've played one game. Like, uh, that one game more can be can be so important, and especially since you know, we played against uh, City, who, who ran us pretty ragged. You know, that's the standard that we want to be at. And so with Brighton, we should have been able to break them down. Should have taken advantage in that first 20 minutes and gotten on the score sheet early, but we just couldn't couldn't quite do it. So, you know, unfortunately, that is the way it is. And, and you know, Dan, Daniel Smith, Brighton did defend well. They did. They did their job. They knew what they had to do. They didn't stretch themselves um, and they didn't they didn't, you know, put themselves about and they w- they waited for their chances, which came later in the game.
1: Absolutely agree, Chris. I want you to expand on that, okay? Because I got a couple of notes in here. Obviously, we've got a midfield pairing in um, when and Sabayos, which I don't think would ever be Mattel's first choice, you know. Um, and and, and, that, and that's not knocking either, either player, it's just they don't seem a really good fit to me. You know, there's, there's a bit of a lack of mobility and a bit of lack of pace in them both. Neither really get up and down the park too quickly, if you know what I mean. Um, but to be fair to these lads, they kept, they, they worked hard, but they couldn't get in support of the support of, of the of the front players to support them in the attack, and they couldn't really get show enough. It's not natural to their game, is it? So when you've got players who aren't naturally suited to partner any gender, it's really difficult.
2: Yeah, I, I thought. I think like, like Jeff said, I thought initially in the way we started the game, I actually thought they, they, they sort of combined quite well. The problem we seem to have, and it's the same even when when Shaka and, and Torreira are available, is we've either we've either got two very good defensive players, or I say very good, you know, players that can play defensively, or we've got two that want to go marauding off up the park and leave us exposed behind. We haven't really got a player who does both. And the modern the modern team, the modern era, if you will, has that type of player. I was watching Leicester earlier on. Um, they've got sort of a, a perfect combination in, in Ndidi and Tielemans, you know, players that, that are quite comfortable taking the ball up, particularly Ndidi taking the ball off the defence and driving through midfield. And and then Tielemans, who likes to put in a tackle, but is very creative when the ball is won in that area, whereas we don't really have that. I think Ceballos is probably the closest to the man who can win a tackle and distribute. But... I feel like with the system we're playing, it's almost like we're it's almost like we're playing a bit too cautious. It's almost it's almost like we're so afraid to let rip on teams, as we would have done again, like Jeff said, arguably in, in the Arsene era, where it would be like, well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna play this way and and that's it. We're not gonna adjust our tactics to you, you'll have to adjust to us. And obviously that didn't work out too well every time. But I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of it. I do feel like, particularly now with this result today, got nothing to lose. And I'd like to see us sort of go ham to the wind a little bit, but and maybe that's the reason they played Saka in that free role to try and give us a little bit of because he knew those two players weren't weren't the best in that environment to play. I just I, yeah I did I did feel like I felt I felt like they faded a bit. I thought both Gunduzi and Sabayev and started really well and, and towards sort of mid part of the second half they they faded and that was the the downside to that partnership. The one thing I will say that I, I love in, in Gunduzi and you know hold the jokes of him being French aside the thing I really like about him is is the kid cares. He really cares, and 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 if if a few of the others had a little bit a bit more about that, I think we'd win a few more 50-50s and a few more few more passes would go in the right direction. Um, Hector Bellerin as well displayed a bit of that today. I, I do like that about him, but I just feel that we we lacked something in that midfield area. There, I saw a comment earlier on saying we missed Shaka. I don't. Don't necessarily agree that we miss Shaka, but we miss. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but what I do agree with that comment is we do miss that presence, that sort of physical presence. Kondouzi and Savias are good athletes, but they're not. You know, they're not a big presence. They're not a strong presence in that midfield area. And if, as anyone you know, understands football knows, at the top level, if you lose the midfield battle, as we did to Basuma, who you know I know we'll cover a little uh-huh. bit later on. I mean, he was very good today, but he was allowed to be very good by a poor referee in this
1: If you're allowed to, if you're allowed to give free kicks away all game, yeah, with absolutely no, no comeback. I've no, got to I'm, be honest, I, I hate blaming the referee, I really do. But Martin mm. Atkinson's a fucking disgrace. I
2: mean, I mean, they're all frauds. But one thing, one thing that you might want to get your money on is that you can bet your life, Pep Guardiola is licking his lips. He'll be in the Man City midfield next year with persistent fouling like that. He'll be an absolute dream for Pep. So. Sure, they'll sign him up, but nah, All jokes aside, I think it was—it's um, a midfield that it didn't really offer too much, and and I, I'm I'm wondering, as much as I love the 4-2-3-1, one i I'm wondering if long term this this formation is never going to work for us with the players we've got.
1: I totally agree,
2: Corey. On to you, we see a uh,
1: burn get a yellow for a poor foul on Pepe. We see Lacazette, and um, there's a really good ball. Gwen he did this a couple of times. He set Saka up Pepe free with a couple of really good uh, long balls. Um, Saka crossed a bit too late, should have, should have hit the first time. Lacazette had stopped for the header, was saved. We we never capitalised on any of these uh, on our attacks, did we? You know, no. It was always a little bit late with the cross, or it was always, you know, timid. we didn't run at the man with the yellow card.
0: Yeah, timid. Um, like we don't, it's almost like we don't like taking teams on. We have this, it's like it's ingrained in us to always hesitate. We're timid or we're just timid. Do you not yeah. think?
1: Oh, I, th- I, I think we're gutless, mate. I think we're yeah. absolutely, I've got to be honest with you, OK, it's fucking shameful. I, yeah. I, I, I think our lack of aggression... And, our attacks
0: and, are impotent our attacks yeah. are impotent all the all the thought is always on it's almost always working its way out into a corner area and then it just pumps back churn it back its always. and I understand the concept of keeping possession of the ball the importance of, of that but it drives me freaking crazy how much we we just don't seem to be so aggressive going forward and, and the problem is <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> As much as we may have played really nicely through the first half and, and controlled some of the play and so on, it's so timid. And then what happens is, as usual, all other teams have learned that you just got to foul and nick and, and, and harass us and we're meek. And then there will be inevitably a bounce, a spring of a ball, and, and they can release. And, then, and they, if they have enough times... Or where that happens we get punished inevitably but it's all because of our our impotence if you like it, on our it, attack
1: yeah it's a is you know i mean, I, I got to be honest I, it, it annoys me we're not aggressive when we're attacking you know I want to see Pepe pick the ball up and, and, and go at, at the left back you know I want to see uh, when we when a midfield pick the ball up I want first time balls let's get the guys away quickly when we're going into the challenge let's fucking go into a challenge don't fucking wait and, oh, I don't want to go in there. You know, you've got to be aggressive. You've got to show a bit of fucking ambition. And if you're not going to show it, what the fuck's the point of you being on that pitch? Because from 1-11, to we were fucking gut-blessed today. And and, and that's been, throughout. you know, for the last number of years, it's been consistent. I mean, mm. Corey, me, have you seen any change in our game?
0: Oh man i so want to uh, jason i'm such a i'm such a pessimistic optimist so are you i've got to answer with my heart i've got to answer, sorry no i've got to answer with my head and say honestly that no not so much not so much. We're still playing this structure of you know, two in the midfield, two wingers with one central striker, the wall where we're bouncing balls off for combinations of wings, wingers running in to attack the play. It's essentially the same football we've been playing. You can count the numbers up and down the field, whichever combination you want. It's still the same kind of football that we've been playing. So I guess the answer to your question is no. Mm.
1: It's, it's 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 one of those you know i mean i i got to be honest and i i'm just so frustrated with let um. let's
0: listen, listen listen when so so actually so my heart wants to say yes because so when we see the beginning of this game and the way the 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 the, the, the you can see the football he wants to be played it's encouraging yeah. but you you add the problem that there's a personality in the team overall that I'm saying is is just not, it's impotent. It, it's like no one's willing to take anybody on. It's all just put it in an area, somebody runs onto it, turn around, pump the ball back, look for the ball in, oh, it didn't work, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. You know, churning, 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 same old, same old.
1: Uh, I. It, it, it's frustrating, isn't it? I mean, you know, there's... Sports about ambition, you know.
0: I don't care. I, you know, I, of course, we won trophies. And then you and and then you don't want to blame the referees, just the same as I don't. But I, I you've got to add in the fact that we just don't get the rub of the green. We, we well, we're
1: we, gonna, we're going to come on that right now, actually, mate. We're going to come yeah. on that right now. I'm going to come back yeah. to you on this as well. I'm going to go to Og. Og, you want to cut? You want to comment? Make on the on the midfield. Could you make that now, please?
3: Yeah, I. You know, I want to I want to make a comment um, about our midfield. We were talking about a little bit, but also just come on to that point around mentality as well. And our midfield, we're not exactly um, we're not exactly spoilt with choices in that in the center of the park at the moment. Um, and you know, whether we like it or not, I think um, Arteta was showing a lot of trust in in Shaka at least pre COVID when he came in and and starting him with City and. The, the, that center of the park, it just is a couple things. Jace, to your point, it's, you have to have physicality in there. Yeah. Um, and it's something we've missed for a while. That's not a new thing. Um, but you also have to control the tempo of a game. It's so, so important. So when you go to a place like Brighton, you need that tempo. And unfortunately, um, Gwendozzi and, and Sabaya, Sabaya, surprised me today. He was, he was like, com- I didn't even, I don't remember seeing him touch the ball um other than you know he had that one chance early but he didn't really show himself at all he didn't impose himself on the game and Gwendozi's a young lad he never really does impose himself on the game the one thing i will say about guendozy is under Emery, guendozy was uh not he he was a sideways passer he was never very ambitious with his passing and his range of passing and that is you know along with that tempo and that control in the center of the park we need midfielders that will will open the game up, whether it's a Santi style, uh, you know, uh, with the quick feet and then a quick ball, um, or it's you know a more thoughtful pass that penetrates, you know, it, it gets it breaks the lines. We need that, and I have noticed with Guendouzi under Arteta in the few games he's featured because he didn't look very favored initially under Arteta. That is what he has improved in his game is that he is making. Uh, faster, faster passes through the lines. Um, he's making them out wide, which is where the space is. And unfortunately, then we just ran the lines. We didn't really, you know, we didn't go anywhere from that. But that was a positive that was coming from it. And the other piece I wanted to make mention of, Jace, before you move on to the next point, is around the mentality. And um, realistically, I know we have this weird half COVID season going on, which is a bunch of bullshit, anyways. And I, I really don't like it. If, if I'm honest with you. Um, but it is what it is. We have It's not an excuse, but we have this. Realistically, what do we got? Like a month with Arteta before this happens? A month and a half? You know, six yeah. six to eight games? I can't remember exactly how much. The mentality that this team has, we're talking about years of this mentality. This is not yeah. a new thing. Yeah. Like, I could yeah. go back two years ago when I was on this podcast, and three years ago, four years ago, when we were doing this, and we could just fucking play it again boys we could we could just play it again maybe yeah. the team's different the the score line's a little different results the same mentality is the same it's guys it's gonna take some time you know Arteta doesn't have any new players that he's no. really brought in it's the same players and in some cases we're, we're pretty limited in who we can pick because of injuries and, and things you know our center backs they're the only two center backs we have that were healthy yeah uh, our center mids Pretty close to the same thing. It's going to take some time. I'm a bit more patient than maybe others, Um, but I just don't even think like I don't even think this little half season you can really count it for anything other than wherever we're going to finish, which is probably not going to be very high.
1: But gee, I mean, the the one thing I the the one thing that annoys me, okay,
3: and I don't want to spend too much on this because there's a lot to go into.
1: Um, but you, you okay, you can't change the players, right? And yeah, we've taken some hits, obviously, with the. Shaka injury with the Pablo Marie injury with the Luis red card. I mean, that was never a red card. You know, the, the, these things overall, um, you know, clattered up against us, okay? But the one thing you can choose, the one thing you can choose is your fucking attitude. Do you know what I mean? It's the one thing, no matter what you do in life, okay? Yeah, we're having a bad day. I can be a stroppy bugger. I can be emotional. But when you take the park, when you're getting paid that much money, you choose your fucking attitude. Okay? And to, to to for what I saw, and we're going to go on to it, Chris, I'm going to go on to you next, okay? We see the Leno injury, okay? The ball comes up in the air, Leno's into it, right? Huh? There's no chance of anybody winning it. Mope knows he's not going to win that ball. He goes into him anyway. Now, you can turn and say, I want my centre forward doing that. But... When you've got a keeper who's in the air, both hands on the ball, and you're knocking into him, okay? And he does knock into him intentionally, okay? So, okay. He is unprotected hitting the ground. And this causes the injury and the screen, okay, that goes up. Atkinson doesn't even give a fucking card. He's a cunt the home of a human being, okay? He's a shit referee. He's a scumbag of a man. And they're like, oh, I fuck. Oh, oh. If anything that bad happens to him, I'm not going to fucking feel bad about it I'm really not okay. Leno's unprotected VAR what are VAR doing he's unprotected he can't control his fall now I don't think mope goes to injure him but it's snidey it's fucking he knows what he's doing there not one of our outfield players fucking jump on him not one of our outfield players jump on the referee to force him into a decision okay you've even got Mikel Arteta shaking hands with him afterwards you are all shameful, fucking gutless cunts. Because that is not the way you look after your teammates. If you want to fucking do, you know, if you want to be a proper team, you have each other's backs. What I saw there was, it was shameful. Absolutely fucking shameful. Um, you're probably going to be a lot more level-headed about this than I am. My <laughs> grud Right, but you—you know—you never leave your teammates like that. You fucking do not. If you're gonna get a hiding, you get a fucking hiding. But you know you can't throw punches in the pitch. We know that. Hands behind the back into his face. Fucking have him. No, no rotating foul
2: in him. I'm, I'm furious. Yeah, you, you hide it well. Um, there's <laughs> 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 there's um. There's three points I want to make on this so I'll keep them as brief as I can. The first one is I'm glad you've said what you've said there in terms of that I don't believe the player goes to do it. I don't believe that for a second. However, um, I do agree with you. It's 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 basically what it is is it's a, it's a coward's challenge. Yeah. Um, and it's a challenge. It's a challenge that causes more injuries. See Matteo Dibucci. See Alexis Sanchez. It causes a lot of injuries to players because. When you're in the air and you're a professional, I mean, whether you're a professional athlete or not, if you're in the air, um, your feet leave the ground. You don't have this thing called gravity and you don't have any control over how you land, where you land or what. Now, as a professional footballer and as a goalkeeper, Bert Leno's first thought in his mind of that challenge was a protect himself, which is why he turns his shoulder. um, And alongside that is keep the ball in the penalty area, because he's thinking I haven't heard a whistle. I'm not going to get foul here. I don't want to take the ball out of the penalty area. And that is what causes the injury because obviously he he plants his foot and tries to keep the ball in his penalty area. But rewind that two seconds. That doesn't happen if Neil Malpai doesn't go for that challenge. Yeah. And when I first saw it, I must admit, I looked at it and I thought, mm, it's one of those where he was already committed to the jump and he's just got into him. You watch the replay again, it's not. It's very clear that Leno is going to get there first. It's very clear he has two hands on the ball and, and Malpai then jumps it's only a second maybe two but it is a fraction of a time after Leno has the ball and and he's clearly got the ball and Malpie wouldn't have even got to it even if even if Leno hadn't got the ball because there's a defender in between them. So for me it, it's a coward's challenge. The other point to be made about it as well is when Aaron Ramsey was done at Stoke you saw particularly Sus Fabregas I know he's not you know your favorite player in the world chase but particularly I, I that know, night, he's my favorite player okay but I'm not happy with the way he left as a player, you had your back and stuff like that. Yeah, was, and and that's there. and that's my point. That, that particular night, I remember him and Soul Campbell particularly yeah. rallied that night, and and essentially they turned that into a whatever fucking happens, we're going to take these these fuckwits apart, and that's yeah. what we did. To me, the the players, I, I sort of agree with you, and I, and I also disagree with you. I agree with you that we we should have been in the referee's face, and there should have been more done about. I mean, he should have been booked. For for um, for for being essentially being out of control for making a challenge yeah. that was not required. Some people said he should have been sent off. I'm I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that. And but it, he should it, have the been.
1: Ball, the ball, okay, right, right, the ball before he jumps, okay. Yeah. The ball is in Leno's hands. Yeah, it is, it's a foul. And he's out of control. That there's no attempt. Okay, no. now we go back to Luis on Wednesday night. There's yeah, no exactly. attempt to win the ball. Okay, Now one point is, get I used to do that in the rugby pitch. I'd leave it on somebody. Right? I'd leave mm. it on them the, on, on the football pitch. But I knew damn well what I was doing. And I know mm. if I'm getting a card or if I'm getting sent off, that's my tough tits. Do you know well, I have, I mean? a, I
0: have do, an issue do, with this. Do, wait, do, do you not think, though, that he's intentionally pushing him? He's yeah. trying to push him out of, uh, out of the, the box. So that he's got oh, a handball, that's right. Exactly.
1: Yeah, but this is the thing, okay? It's no attempt for the ball, therefore it's a foul, therefore it's a card. No, if you take it into a
0: I'm card, not arguing that it's not yeah. a foul, I'm just saying that I don't think it was in his head to try and hurt the player, no, no, I
1: think. No, 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 no. I, I, look, Mopey, let's be fair to him now, okay? It's a snidey coward's challenge.
0: It is, it is.
1: But he's... And he's that enough, kind of player as well. Yeah, I don't believe at all... You know, I don't. Be- I don't believe he would. He would want to injure um, Leno. I- I'll give no. him that, right?
2: He's, he's
0: I- playing. He's playing for a free kick. He's but the thing
1: is, a- Corey. Okay, we've yeah. all played the game, right? Sorry. We've all played the game. You know, if you're going in with a cheap shot, there's a chance of an injury. And mm-hmm. if you're in the air in rugby, if you're in the air, you're not allowed to challenge unless you're going for the ball. And uh, this and is the thing.
0: And that's why this is the thing. Exactly. And I agree with you 100%. And as a professional, he knows as quickly as this is happening, he knows. He knows that the guy's in the air and that's just, or he should know that that's just one of those no-no's. I know, I get it. I'm not. Argue, I, I can't argue for him. I just want to be clear that I think it, he's not being snide as, and I'm trying to hurt the player. He's yeah, being snide I, as, and I'm trying to create a free kick. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, no, and, and I accept that. Except John Kazin says that it's not a red in rugby. Even in rugby, the law protects the players in the air. It is actually John because he's not attempting to go for the ball. If you don't attempt to go for the ball, it's the red card in the air.
2: So you're <laughs> incorrect there. I'm afraid. Sorry. <laughs> There's a, a wider issue at play here as well, um, yeah. and I'll, I'll let Og have a, a, a shout on this as well. But yeah, my kind of third and final point on the whole thing was: I listened to um, Rio. I come out with sound bites, and I have no brains with my fucking thick skull, Ferdinand. Mm. After the game, oh. this this man is uh, this, this is a man who who had Oli at the wheel and claimed Man night we're going to win the Champions League. By the way, just going to fight that one it's, out. It's, there. My, it's my point. But, in that Chris, if it if it was united having this that would because, be yeah it. but but it's but it's just it's, it's a systemic problem in the game Jace is is that i think clive um afc tweeted this and he said this, this is a problem that's been going on and players have been getting injured with this sort of challenge for years it's not just arsenal players mm-hmm. this is not a mm-hmm. oh arsenal yeah. thing. this this is a, a wider thing and and what's the argument that someone like rio Ferdinand, who let's not forget is being paid thousands of pounds to go on national broadcast or worldwide broadcasting particularly as the premier league all eyes are on the premier league at the moment and he has the temerity to sit in that studio and and say okay he's saying the player doesn't go to do him that's fine but he's saying it's a contact sport and these things well if it's a contact sport Rio I'll, I'll poke you in the fucking eye That's a contact sport we don't want to take contact away there's also a rule book and you can't you, you you by saying it's a contact sport you're essentially saying these things happen no 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 they don't happen if the player does not get away with what is a foul in the rule book. And it's and it's a and it's the cowardly nature of the challenge that's the issue. If two players come together, a la lacazette basuma, or there was yeah. one, I think, in the first half. That that is a challenge where two players come in at an angle, and that's this but, is Basuma. But basuma
1: made a challenge in the air, okay, and his arms up. No, to be fair, the arm's not flailing, the yeah. arm was just up because of the way you think. And I've got no problem with that, okay, because He's not, you know, there's no, it's just two players going for the ball. Mm. But, but again, okay, when you're not attempting to go for the ball, okay, when you're them one on him, you know what you're doing. Mm. And that's my big problem. OG, what's your take on this foul?
3: It's a foul. Obviously, I think we've covered that to death. But, you know, from my perspective, it's a yellow card at most. And, and, I might, and folks may disagree with me on that. I'm going to make some comments about that because uh, and we, JC said yourself, we've all played this game. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be lying if I'd said I hadn't, you know, as a striker when I played, I hadn't made that exact same challenge. The outcome was obviously different. The most I've ever seen in any, and you see it every weekend in, in any game you watch, every game has something like that where there's a striker who knows what they're doing. They know what he knew, what yeah. he was doing. No, no, no disagreement there. He's trying to force something to happen. That's all he's trying to do. Um, and, and he fucked it up, and it should be a, a free kick yellow card. 100% right. Um, but, you know, it's hard for me when I think about that incident and, and a horrible outcome to Leno, uh, and I think about it in comparison. I'm going to bring up another another really senseless foul from a few years ago. Uh, I'm going to talk about um, Debushi. When he was shoved um, into the boards by that fucking idiot Arnavich, uh, Arnavich. right? Um, and to me, that there's a difference between those two things, right? There's no outcome what Arnautovic does that is is good. There's yeah, not yeah, yeah. but there is a slight difference there. And that's I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, to me, those are the sort of the that's sort of the gray area where it transitions from black gray to black and white, a red card should have been for, for an out of itch, But this one for me at the, it's a yellow card. It should be a yellow card. He got it wrong. Um, and then what happens, and I think Chris, you came onto it is with the gravity. It's re- like when you watch it, when you get hit in the air, your first instinct is to put out your limbs to balance yourself. And he's holding the ball. So his leg comes out and it's just so unfortunate. And, and then, the thing that pissed me off uh, mostly, and I know we're going to come on to what happens at the end of the game, is this has happened so many times to us where a guy should be on a yellow or two yellows. Was it earlier this season at Chelsea with Jorginho? Didn't he pop up and score a goal after he should have been sent off? Um, and 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 I'm not saying, again, that Mope should have been sent off specifically. He should have had a yellow card for the, the challenge on Leno. And there were some other challenges in that game that were yellow card offenses that maybe weren't given um it just seems to be this pattern that and again it's teams they know they can rough us up they know they can have yeah. a go at us and we're not you know we're not getting the protection from the ref i'm not blaming the ref uh i i know you're stronger than that but we just don't get it and <coughs> if, you know that's the part that pisses me off and seeing mope doing this after well whoa, whoa, you know like to uh, your point you, jace if i'm kolasinich out on that field hulk smash buddy yeah
1: and this is part of my problem with it okay, you know? <laughs> You know, Mount Bay's made a cheap shot. Fine. right? Huh? You know, you, you, you get that. The referee doesn't want to know. He doesn't want to fuck. He, he's, a, he's shit out already, okay? Where are our guys? Where are our guys? You've got to be in fucking people's faces. You've got to be forcing them into decisions. You've got to be telling Mount Bay, hey, don't leave yourself fucking open, mate, because I'm fucking doing you. I'm fucking 2 foot in you, you cunt. I'm going to break you in half, okay? And not one of them. Not one of them.
0: Uh, fucking. Do, do, Chase, do, do, do you not wonder? It, I, I'm not sure if any of them even know what happened. Like, at the moment, the way it happened, the, the, the play had been lobbed over. The ball was lobbed over. It was this innocuous-looking play coming in. Everybody had relaxed up. All of a sudden, you hear, I hear I, all of I, a sudden you hear Leno screaming, and everybody yeah. kind of suddenly realizes what's going on. I'm not sure if anybody even was. Yeah, but
1: Cody, Cody, you, you, surely your defenders have got to be looking back to see what's happening with the ball as to where happened, where, where did we go. Yeah, here. I don't know. Do you know what
0: I mean? It, it, and, and, it's and, all part. Of, it's all part of this laxadaisical kind yeah. of attitude of ours. Simon,
1: Simon, put in our group. Simon's in the stands. For the standard, okay, and he, he yeah. put in the group. Christ, you could hear the scream from here.
0: Okay, here, oh, yeah, was, was awful. Camera,
1: it was awful. At that point, you hear the scream. You're on your toes. The first yeah. thing, you're yeah. on your toes. I uh, you know, I mean, I mean,
2: I'm just I mean, they gutless from one to them gutless. I think I, I think there's a there's a bigger there's a bigger thing at play here, though, Jace. I, I, do, I don't yeah. get it wrong. I do agree with you that we do have this tag of Southern softies, and I blame Tony Pulis and Stoke for it because that's where it all started, yeah. and it's yeah. progressed and it's carried on. Don't get me wrong. I we, do too. We don't we don't stand up for ourselves enough. We've lost a lot of characters. You know, your your Keo and Joe Adams is exactly in their day It was different, but it's a different game. But what I would say is that. If the referee um, and and the, you know, the, the VAR officials and, for Christ's sake, the people that run this league are enforcing the actual rule book, then this yeah. stops. And if you put out a but, thing at the start of the season, you say any challenge made in the air that is clearly not going for the ball or is late is a straight red, you stop it instantly. But Chris, and, and that that's a that's bigger thing at play here, you
0: know? you know so, why? So, You go ahead, go ahead.
2: The, the, the annoyance
1: since the 50th game, Right, on. since the fiftieth game against United, where we saw um, uh, Reyes kicked off the park, okay, where you saw diving, where you saw things, okay, we haven't had the rub of the green since then. Then th- that was instilled into the brains of um, uh, of referees that were soft, we're this, we're that, okay. So if there is that image out there, you have to change it. Now, you watch, you know, the, you, know you remember when Mourinho was at Chelsea first time? They'd surround the referee, they'd put pressure on him into things. We haven't done that. And that is, I, I have an issue with that, okay? You know, you can't go around hitting people. We know that, okay? You've got to have your hands behind your back. But you can force the referee into decisions by being such a pain in the ass to him. He's got, you know, he has to make a decision. You've got to apply pressure to the, to the referee. No, we haven't done that. We got a player getting carried off having a go at Malpe, and we're all fucking stood around like bitches. Mm-hmm. You know where is some? Somebody, somebody should be in this face. You're a cunt. You're a cunt. You're a cunt. You know you've got to be baited
2: in him at that point. You've got to. Surprise! Nobody face. kicked him. Surprise! Nobody kicked him because uh, with, with Leno's reaction, if the players did have any doubt, with Leno's reaction, that doubt was 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 erased. It was yeah. very clear that Leno was pissed off, and I'm quite surprised that. I mean, but then again, you look through our 11, and other than Gunduzi, who else would have kicked him up in the air? Not one of them. Mm. So, and, and Gunduzi only, only threw a. And, and by oh, the way, it, it it's, right? it's, was the
1: oh, boys, it's a wide-paced reaction
2: with JRBC. Boys, boy. HBC, fuck off.
1: I've had enough of you. You can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm done with that. So I'm <laughs> done with Slidey Arsles. you have off. Okay, so you carry on. Well yeah,
2: no. I just uh, um, pays reaction to Ganduzi. I, I think I think that's the bit that sort of sticks great in my in my craw a bit. If you to 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 mention Og's point there, if you do do somebody in a game, um, do do you, you <laughs> do do if you do do on somebody in a game, certainly don't do that. Gary Lineker will tell you. But if you do someone in a game and you make the mistake where you know that you have done someone or you know that you have made a mistake. You, you own that mistake and you behave yourself for the rest of the game. You don't run around on the pitch. And as soon as as soon as he went through on goal, I was like, well this is obvious, isn't yeah. it? I'll come on to yeah. it. But but you, you at least own it and you at least and he was given his whole oh I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. And, and as soon as Gunduzi, you know, let's be honest, he shouldn't really swing an art or you know, throw <laughs> a, a little rabbit punch. But but Malpe on the floor holding his guts and, and then and, uh-huh. and he and he clearly swears at Kanduzi in French after the after the whistle. He's French. That was very obvious. I think Philippe Oclair picked up on, on that. So, I mean, it's, you know, if if you're going to be a bellend, he'll get his. Don't get me wrong. Somebody, I've got to I be honest. If somebody breaks his legs tomorrow, <laughs> I, am somebody, gonna, he, I, don't, I don't like being like that at all. He's got, a, he's got a history of it at Brentford. He was he was not a popular character in the championship.
3: Here's, here's the thing, boys. I want to say one thing about this getting in people's faces after this challenge. And it's a short comment. But it's so important. This is what you need to understand. When you don't do that as a team, when you don't stand up for your teammates that are on the ground, whether it was a, a red card, a yellow card, who gives a shit? I don't care about that right now. But when you don't do that, you are giving every team in yeah. the league to permission to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And so to we bully. wonder, why do teams bully us? Yeah. Why do they bully we're us? Yeah. No yeah, Because we're bullyable. Because we're bullyable. Right, mm.
0: yeah, and that's yeah. that's
3: the pro that's a problem. That's a we're that's a much bigger problem than today. We're impotent, uh, yeah, we are. Anyway, but we
1: spent far too long on that. Um, let's end the first half. You know, we had we had more moments. Um, they had, they had a couple of moments. Um, uh, Scalotto at the end, but my 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 my, my core to you on this average first half, we we we, we are disjointed, good new midfield the midfield can't get up and support. That's not their fault necessarily. Okay, um, we are gutless. That, that's that's just no getting away from it.
0: Yeah,
1: Ateta shaking monkey's hand will haunt me. It will haunt me in my sleep. Okay, um, how do you feel the first half went? You know, uh, we, we've had a tough time Wednesday night, and we come back to that.
0: Well, I wasn't not happy. If that makes sense, I wasn't not happy. So, you know, I thought I thought it was at least positive. Um, I couldn't say I was ecstatic. I wasn't not happy, if that makes yeah,
1: sense. Yeah, it was difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it was difficult. Um, right, on to the second half. Um G. Um, we you get an Alba shot saved by Ryan. Um, an Aub- goal given offside, he was offside, no. No mistake about that. Um, Lacazette, funny enough, picks up a yellow card um, uh, for going in on Ryan Pff, at, that, at that point. I tell you what, the TV lady went out the window. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it was that bad. But we did start brightly, didn't we?
3: Yeah, we did. I mean, um, I think the commentators where I was watching were talking about the mentality after you've seen a player um, – seriously hurt I mean and I don't want to go too much back th- backwards on this but you know Leno we all heard it we heard it on our tv unless you had your tv muted we heard it that has a mental impact on on an already soft mental team yeah so I wasn't really sure what was going to happen in the second half uh to be honest we've seen we've seen better Arsenal teams crumble with significant injuries um to our squad and to the credit, they, they came out fighting. And you mentioned Aubameyang's uh, offside goal. I just want to make a comment about that. I think I, – I, I remember thinking like he's you know, he's clearly – I thought for sure he's offside the way the team stops and there's that moment, but he finished it off because there was no whistle, but I yeah. like it because of VAR. So yeah. that's something they've been coached on. It's clear that they've been coached on it. You just play – I mean, we, we all know the old coaching play to the whistle, but I like that because – you just don't know, and he's just going to play it out until VAR says no. And I like—I I actually like that. Um, you know, the fact that it wasn't an actual goal is, is a bit unfortunate because it was very, very close. Um, but yeah, we did—we did start brightly, and I—you know—again, I thought it was Saka that was at the heart of a lot of great things in that second half early on. Um, he's playing well. He obviously has the assist for Pepe's goal. Who, uh, you know? Well, we haven't come I, down. Don't spoil it. it. Don't but. spoil it. Spoilers. <laughs> But, but, you know, the pace seems right. Um, we talk, I talked about earlier about how we didn't have a lot of rhythm and teams haven't had a lot of rhythm uh, in these early games. We did seem to have a little bit of rhythm, uh, a little bit more possession. We were, play, we we're finding a little bit better passes. Um, and we started to see, like you said, Obamyan gets his chance. We've got a save by Ryan. And things are starting to happen. So, you know... Generally, I was impressed with sort of that first 10 to 15 minutes period of that of the second half where we just started to run the game and get the tempo right. I don't know if you agree, Jace, but, you know, for right. me, it was, it was a better start.
1: Yeah, i I, I got to be honest. I, I was happy that we started both halves, okay? Um I, You know, I want a little bit more vim from us, but I think with the personnel changes we've had to make and the lack of depth, we, 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 you know, Arteta's got his hand slightly tied behind his back. I, I think it's very difficult. Um, you know, you, you you can't magically change who's available to you. You've got what you've got. But, you know, we said this under Unai, we said under Freddy, you have to make the most of what you have. And, you know, with all the pace we've got up top, okay, with Alba, with Pepe, with Saka and stuff like that, you've got to get them running at these big lads. And we didn't do that at all. And that I was really disappointed in. If you're not putting, making these guys turn, and you know, and, and really putting pressure on them, it's an issue. Um, so, so that was that's one of the disappointments I got. Chris, you got Martinez saving from Alpe when we were poor and clearing the ball. You got, i uh, funny enough, okay. And and this is the thing we're going to come up to. It, so I want you to have this mate. I want you to have a little bit of glory here, okay. <laughs> I was beginning to question um, Pepe, okay? Um, Ryan said from Auber, Pepe, you know, you, you've got Burn on a yellow card. He's not running on him. He's ho- he's holding play up, which is obviously, obviously a tactical thing. Do you know what I mean? It's something that um, uh, Mikel's worked on because he wouldn't do it every time if not. But you've got a guy on a yellow card, you've got Moy on a yellow card, Burn on a yellow card. We're not running on him. And I was beginning to get frustrated I'm funny enough. Right before I was about to put in, what the fuck's Pepe doing? <laughs> okay, you get um, you get a beautifully curled shot. Talk me through it.
2: Yeah, th- th- this is this is what frustrates me when people sort of say, you know, is is he worth this? Is he worth that? This is what you'll get from from Pepe when when that everything sort of clicks into gear. He'd had a, a pretty average game. I think it would be fair to say. You know, he wasn't, as you said, he wasn't, he wasn't particularly inspirational down that that right hand side, or when he switched over, he wasn't sort of taking players on. But but the one thing that he did do is he, he kept going all game, and he kept getting into positions. And I felt him and, and Alba especially on those wide flanks were not getting a huge amount of service. We were sort of driving down the wings from midfield, i.e., we were uh, we were getting the ball. <laughs> That's obvious. That's the best form I've made day. Um, but yeah, we, we were always sort of the fullbacks were getting forward, and, and we were getting the central midfielders taking the ball and going wide. But we weren't actually feeding that, that width. So I did feel a bit for for Alba and Pepe. But when you get him into that position, and and he he has the confidence to do that, and and he's he's very gifted at that at cutting inside and, and drilling a shot kind of uh, situation. He's he's a very he's a very good player to watch in terms of sort of finesse shots. He's he knows where the corners are. He very, he's, he's very rarely sort of just, just smashing it. It's always in the corners. And it was it was a terrific goal. And, and at that stage, I, I could only see one winner because it felt like that, as you said, that took the wind out of, out of Brighton. And it was, a, it was a goal so much out of nothing because we, we'd almost looked as though we'd kind of gone, well, we haven't really got much here. Our build-ups were slow. We weren't we weren't taking the game to Brighton. We were sort of pity-patting in front of them and not really going anywhere. And it was almost that moment where Pepe just sort of went, you know, what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this on my own, and, and he did, and it and it was a delicious, delicious strike, and over Matt Ryan, he put it in the one position the goalkeeper couldn't oh. get to it, um, and and it's and that's what you'll get from him, and, and yeah, I know I do get, don't get me wrong, I'm not blind, I get when people say, oh, is he worth 72 million? Well, for a start, no football is worth 72 million, but that's a, bro- a broader point. But everybody t- takes time, you know, and and, and yeah. you you can sign a player for four million and he can hit the ground running and be absolutely brilliant. You can sign a player for 100 million and it might not come good. You know, Anton Gresman hasn't set the world on fire at Barcelona. Certain players take time and, and they fit systems and it takes a while for them to get comfortable in, in what they're doing. And and Mikel's comments about Pepe in the week clearly say that, or show that he's getting there, but he, he is still finding his feet. And and he hasn't had, and we said this in the last show, he hasn't had a consistent run of games. Hopefully he'll get that now. I mean, he should with that sort of goal because that just proves that when everything clicks into into gear, he's a match winner. Unfortunately, obviously that didn't didn't pan out. But um, yeah, uh, you you have a player on the pitch like that to do that.
1: Yeah, I th- I thought the precision of the goal, I, I thought was stupendous. Do you know what I mean? It, it was oh magic. The curl he got on the shot, and you know me, I I I'm I'm pretty harsh on people at times, but I thought fair play to him. You know, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he went for, what he's going for, and he got mm. it there. Corey. Yeah. Um, the, the, I've just highlighted a couple of different opinions on Pepe's performance today, guys. Um, I think, you know, we all watch the game from different perspectives, okay? And, and you know, we're not always going to agree and we're not, we're not always going to be right and always going to be wrong. But, you know, what a goal, fair play champ. him. What a goal. Corey, your thoughts on the goal? Because, oh, I was happy. Oh, oh.
0: I, I see you put a comment here from Sy Envesh Yeah. There. And and actually, I completely agree. And it was what I was going to just say to add on to what Chris was saying is, it, it's so important the combinations of the fullback with that wing position, and and we haven't developed that chemistry at all. Now, uh, of course, Arteta was in charge of ten games previous to the COVID lockdown, and now he's got two games on the restart, and and and. and uh, the development of that combination in actual gameplay, it just hasn't been there. Both right, both both right and left side. So, for instance, I would say Ballerin's our best right back. I would say uh, Tierney is our best left back. I know that Saka played Saka played very well in that position there, but I don't consider him to be a left back. And then the important thing is for that uh, relationship to develop between. Your Tierney and Obama Young, and your uh, Bellerin and Pepe, and I, I don't see it yet. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, your question was about the goal, the amazing, beautiful skill. I, I really like Pepe. I really hope for him to succeed. Um, he does get the shit kicked out of him yeah. a lot, uh, which worries me, but. Um, He's amazing. He, when you do see the, the weight, you know what? He's got this ability like Saka does. They both have this ability where you think he's lost the ball and somehow he does this thing where he just pulls it along and suddenly it's in back in his feet again. Uh, that, and then score, scoring that goal was beautiful. But uh, I think it's more dependent on the relationship that he's going to need with Bellerin. That's yeah, gonna be so important.
1: That doesn't look um uh, as if it's developed enough as of yet.
0: It, you know? I don't uh, I don't it's not at all. It, does it worry you that like should we be worried that it hasn't developed or I is it be, just I, natural because they haven't played together?
1: I thought better and it's quite poor to me to be honest. With you. And I'm, I'm a big I'm a big Hector fan. Um I uh, I am worried. I gotta be honest with you. I am Concerned. You know, people say, "Oh, they've had three months to get this right." No, they haven't. They haven't had three months at all. Okay, you know what I okay. mean.
0: We've had this worry about Bellerin though since his injury, haven't we? Yeah. He, um, he never. He never came back. He never came back like the same. He's
3: lost but, a step. Yeah, he's lost yeah. a step, and it's like Walcott too. When Walcott did his knees, he lost that yeah. step. Yeah. It wasn't the and, same.
1: And the thing is, okay, he can still be a good player without the step. Do you know what I mean? He offers you plenty. He's he's into play, but I think if, if you look at our defence, okay, centre backs have chopped and changed, midfield has chopped and changed. I think throughout this team, there's plenty of doubt because we haven't got a solid team moving forward at the moment. You know, you look at the amount of injuries from Wednesday night. You look at the different lineup today. We need some consistency. You know, we need. People talk about. Um, you know, not getting new up next season. Okay, it may be of help just going forward, but we really need to spend some quality time on the training ground getting these combinations going. Um it it does, it really does worry me, I've got to be honest with you.
2: Um Have you seen not, the No, I haven't sorry that. In the the Malpai quote: Arsenal players need to learn humility. Maybe sometimes they've talked a lot. First half, second half, they were one. They were when they were one 0 up. They got what they deserved. Well, I hope you deserve to walk in front of a truck, Neil. Yeah, all the best. <laughs> yeah, you know, not being funny, mate defending bad happens to you. Just to, just. I mean, imagine, done, imagine, just, up, just, just imagine coming out. out. Just imagine coming out. You know, when, when all the dust has settled and everything's chilled. Imagine coming out and giving an interview and still being an arrogant cunt. Imagine he, he's imagine. a piece of let's be honest, he's a piece of shit, okay? And I've got, I got I really
1: hope, I really hope Brighton go down and go bankrupt. Fucking don't like them. Bunch of scumbags, okay? Uh, I mean, you know <laughs> I don't care. He's, don't he's care.
3: demonstrated a complete lack of self awareness. Exactly. That That's exactly. I mean, it's a fucking well, what thanks, the God. cheek of that bullshit you now.
1: Let's be yeah. honest, okay. If if both of his knees get get fucking shot by a twelve ball, I'm not gonna cry for it. Allegedly.
0: Allegedly. To, Allegedly.
1: Uh, well, you know, let's let's, let's carry on. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm a bit of man. I'm a bit of man. What can I say? Okay. Hmm. So, um, G on the 79th minute, Brighton got a corner. There's own. They're showing two men for the corner. Okay. They're showing there's two guys at the corner. It's only Hector up on His own okay to mark the two in the corner, they worked it really well. And I hate to give him any credit, but Maupai at the in front of Martinez gets a little flick on in the air. Do you know what I mean? It goes through the dunk, and and holding can't do anything about it. It's it's pinball time, and, and it's an equalizer. Ah, uh, I how are we switched off at a corner? Please
3: tell me, mate. Uh, you know if I had the answer to that Jason I'd be the, I'd be the manager of Arsenal I, I would yeah it, it's every fucking game we switch yeah. off on a set piece sure. every game, especially yeah. a near post set piece. Um, you know I like how many games has it been where well, we're standing there we're not organized and it's it doesn't take long. I mean we're talking about the Premier League it's a quick game it's it's at the highest level. You switch off for five seconds, and they knew exactly. They worked it well. You said it well. They worked it well, but we didn't. You know, we flattered them in the way we set up for that, and that's all it takes. By the time that ball is coming across, it's already done. It's already done. The problem has already happened. Uh, you're right. Like holding couldn't do a whole lot about it. It's it's done.
0: And can, can I just add something? You you know how a, a really really good team will have that one moment in a game where they switch off for five seconds, we will do it every 15 minutes. Do you see the difference? You know what I mean? Yeah. So sorry to interrupt, carry on Jeff. Just wanted to just say.
3: Well, no, I mean, that's just, I think that's the point. And, um, I know Rudy had a, had a comment on the screen there and shout out to you, Rudy, but we didn't do enough to win that game. Um, When we have our first, sorry, Corey, I just want to continue my thought here. Um, uh, When we have our first choice back line, so we've got Leno and goal, arguably whoever our best center backs are on the day, you could you know, draw some names out of a fucking hat uh, and our fullbacks. When we have our best center backs, I don't think one of us on the panel today or anyone in the chat would say one goal is enough for us to win a game. No, it's not. It's not. We got to score more. But secondly, when you switch off like that, and to Corey's point, every fifteen minutes, every game, we're done. That that mentality, it, we're done because we get punished every single time. There's some teams that don't get punished as much, but we do, and um, and that's the thing. Like we, it happens every game. We switch off. And uh, and we get punished, and it, it happens so quick. I imagine there are teams that watch us and analyze us, and they design those set pieces for that exact thing mm. for exactly what we saw short, short corner, uh, near post, make the run. Hey, they're not set, they're not.
1: The, 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 the annoying thing is, somebody somewhere knows it's their responsibility to be there with Hector. Okay, they, they know you know, we've we, been we set up to it's the easiest two on one. Possible for for Brighton to do it, and they they executed it perfectly. Um, I think it was uh, Trossard um, with the cross, okay, and Moupie, lovely feet. To be fair to him, okay, and dunk he finished it. I know people can criticise Holding, but that ball's going about. You know, you you are not in control there. There's there, you can't get his feet to it. It's just too difficult, and it's one all, and it it, it it's. It's gutless, it's poor, it's amateurish. It's the same old fucking story. And I'm sorry, but Mikel Arteta has to take responsibility on this. Why are we there? Why are we there allowing this to happen without... You know, if somebody's putting a screaming um, uh, cross to, to beat the man, do you know what I mean? And it's a lovely bit of work. If you look at the Pepe goal, you know, you can't blame Matt Ryan. For that, you can't blame the defender for that. He's got the pressure on. It's just a, a stroke of brilliance. This was poor all round, and, and, and I, was, I was frustrated. Chris, we then see um, Basuma. Is it Basuma? Basuma. Sorry, Basuma. A You're challenging Lacazette. It's poor. It's like his eighth or ninth challenge of the game. No yellow. Okay. We then see, and this bit, I was. Do you know what? You, you, you know where the bad news starts to pile up, okay? <laughs> you know, and you're you're ready to blow, right? Oh, it's it, This is the point where I nearly, the TV nearly went out the window. We go to make two substitutions. Eddie replaced Lacquer and Tony was supposed to come on and it didn't happen. Now, you can turn on and maybe blame the fourth official or Martin Atkinson, But surely it's incumbent on us to make sure we get these substitutions correct. Chris, talk to me.
2: Uh, Yeah, on both points. Um, Firstly, I I don't I genuinely don't know what the protocol is for substitutions anymore. I I think in my day, in my day, you used to hand a piece of paper to the fourth official um, with the name and the number on electronic ball went up and and it was that simple I don't know whether with this new rule there's some confusion I don't know whether it wasn't communicated clearly enough by our management team that we were bringing on two three four whatever it was it does seem like a bit of a strange one in a weird way as well I don't know whether that may have inadvertently contributed towards us switching off towards the end of the game because we made those changes a lot later than we had planned to And when I say a lot later, I'm probably talking about seven or eight minutes, I'm not talking hours, but those seven or eight minutes is time that players like Reed Nelson and uh, Kirantini would would get in the game and would have their focus on particularly towards the end of the game. So I do wonder if that had a little bit of a a, a part to play in in the, the ultimately winning goal. I just felt that having not made the substitution, we probably should have just not made it or just brought on the one player we intended to in Kirantini and, and saved the others for another day. Because at that point, it looked like it was playing out to be a draw. So I was a little bit surprised that, that he did bring on as many as he did. That, that was a bit, of a, a bit of a surprising one. Um, yeah, it was just uh, it, it was a very poor end to the game, is, is what I would say. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're going to come on to the, to the goal in a second. But yeah, the, the substitution was... It was a strange old situation, and and I don't I don't know what the protocol is. It maybe you have to ask Simon to, to get to the bottom of what went on there. But yeah, it does. It does seem like a bit a bit of a weird situation. Surely the two players that are on the touchline and the two you want to bring on. I don't really understand. <sighs> it might have been the fourth official that coped that we don't know. Because to be fair, Arteta looked pretty pissed off himself. He so did,
1: but, but but you know, I thought you hand the list to the fourth official. Mm-hmm.
2: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I,
1: I, I and, and if he's handed those two things, those two players should be able to go out under that one window. Yeah. But obviously, you know, I, I don't know what's gone on there, but it, 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 it was
3: amateurish. Jace, two um, things almost happened there, though. That yeah. I want to just say, like, one, after that happens, I think Saka pops up in the box and almost has a goal. So you look at that. And the other thing, and Chris, I know you guys are going to come on to this, what happened at the end with those three subs? We changed out. Like, what is that? 30% of our outfield team with eight minutes to go? Uh,
1: and then, I, I want to come to that in a second, okay. mate. I want okay, to come to that it. in a second. Actually, I'll leave it. Because I, I've, I've got to be honest with you. You know, I, there are a few things that are, surprise, surprise, okay? There's a few things annoying me. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> oh, honestly, I live on my nerves when it comes to watching stuff like this, and my nerves are like a roller coaster at this point. Corey, Basuma on Saka. And my exact notes are that's gotta be 10 fouls, Atkinson, you mm. can't. Where the yeah, fuck's the yellow?
0: I, I mean, I thought
1: yeah, I thought Basuma was superb. I thought he was brilliant. I thought by far the best midfielder on the park. I remember the fanfare when Danny Sabayos came here. Well, I've got to be honest with Danny Sabayos, I wouldn't fucking touch him with a barge ball. Okay, and even though I do accept it's difficult for him and um uh, and went doozy together, but Basuma he got away with murder, and he took full advantage of it, and he was superb, wasn't
0: he? yeah, can you tell me how Lacazette got a yellow card for that, like I mean, just reaching in basically on Ryan yeah, he was a little late, gets a yellow card, bang, yeah, just like that, and this Basuma guy who I would love a combative player like that in my team? I'm not gonna strip him for that, but Come on, give me a freaking break. Yeah. It's if that guy didn't foul himself off the park a couple of times. You know? So uh, amazing.
1: I, I was I, amazing. I, I was so frustrated. I
0: I I you, you know could what? even wait, you wait, you could even rewind this to just before the Leno injury. There is an elbow in Saka's face. Yeah. And it's bassoom with this yeah. guy, number eight. They're number eight. Uh he, he doesn't mean it, he's just a reach back, but uh, it's a free kick. And it, it would have been the ball going, because what happened was that was ignored, the ball sequenced on, there was just a free kick off the sideline, then the ball was punched back and kicked over, and so on and so forth. So all these fouls, again, it's the same thing all the time, and it? We're just not getting the calls and yeah. uh, I think I think Chris alluded to it earlier. It's like uh, whatever that coach was that you said, Chris, uh, the old Stoke, you know, just come out and beat, come out and beat us up because the referees will let you beat Arsenal up. It's just the way of the, the world, isn't it?
1: I've I, I got to be honest, I was watching it again. I was watching Basuma's um, uh, performance and half of me is full of admiration for him yeah. because I think yeah. he's played really, really well. I, I I love a dirty player. Okay, I do. I love a dirty player. You know me, boys. Again, okay, or You know, I love the dark arts. Okay, acceptance against us, but I, mean, I couldn't understand what on earth. You know, I mean, it's yeah. When my Rich Carlos Cash is put it there, presume is as the second player to commit six or more fouls in a game against the Arsenal season without getting booked. Um, Jordan you a parless, is the other one. I I I, I absolutely. I, I, I was shocked by the refereeing performance there. I, you know, because it, he should have picked up a yellow in the first half, and that mm. changes his performance going forward, and and that's the annoyance. But fair play, John. The boy played his socks off. G, and we see Saka have a shot blocked. Alba have a shot blocked. Ryan see from Mustafi at a corner. We 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 were having opportunities without really going for it, and without it being a um, uh, clear cut. But then, on the eighty-sixth minute, we make the triple substitution: Willa, Nelson, Turney for Pepe, Saka, Sabayos. Okay,
3: what's the point of this point? Where, where do you want me to start with this one? Here, here's the thing. Here's what I think is happening right now. Um, I think Arteta is overcomplicating some things and I think there's a lot of things going on, and there's a lot of reasons why. One, second game after a prolonged uh, delay to the season. Guys aren't 100% fit, and I know we talked about that earlier. So he's trying to manage it that way, and he's he's maybe he's maybe getting a bit too cute with his subs on that. Um, so that, I think, is is in his head. Maybe, you know, fitness is a little bit gone. Uh, we know late in the game we're prone to, to conceding a goal. I don't think he's playing for the tie. I don't think that's what's going on. The second thing, and I've watched the way he's managed the squad these last two games, and we've seen a a rotation. I do think he's he's got one eye on the fact that next season we probably are going to be down a couple of these senior players, and we can, you know, I don't want to talk too much about that, but he's trying to bring in our youth team because you know if if all the news is to you know, and it's not a stretch to say we don't have a ton of money. Um, we're gonna have to rely on these guys. I think he's he's trying to get them in and get them some some minutes. And um, and so I think he's a little bit too cute. And then the other thing is uh, the Saka sub doesn't happen in that in that sort of gong show that it was. Um, so then he's got this third guy now going with these other two subs. And all of that together, it just makes a massive problem because you're right. We were showing a, a few signs there that we could get something from the game and the guys that were showing it were guys like Saka. He was still going. He w- he looked mm-hmm. fit. He looked he was he was the one guy that was driving and trying to make things happen. And to me, I, I watched that sub and it, it like even when they tried to make it and they're like they're bringing in Tierney for Saka, like what are you guys thinking? And so I I just really think Arteta, you maybe maybe you overthought the subs or whatever. But but but,
1: but okay,
3: so <clears throat> we're going to talk about
1: this more on the flip side of this okay uh, in, in the question side of it but of the three substitutions you need a goal okay you want to go and win the game martinelli ozil totally D- Do you know what i mean i mean hmm. I, I i get i get nelson but our most prolific goal scorer of the season outside of Young is gabriel martinelli and i
0: he made subs- He he made substitutions as if we were in the lead. That's what I saw. Those substitutions were the same substitutions you would have made if we were two one up.
1: Well, I I, I do you know what? I'm not I'm not going to argue that point because I, I I totally agree with it. I think you know you're you're not you're not fine. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going we to We weren't.
0: Sorry. We weren't. He didn't make substitutions to try and win that game. Is what 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 we saw, isn't it? Like it, it, you say. It, it, if, if you wanted to win that game, you'd have put Martinelli on or uh, uh, Ozil or somebody who's going to win you the game, right?
1: Yeah, it is. I tell you, what, we've got something in the chat box called Bob FDS, okay? When we first came in the in the chat box today, I thought this fucker won't last long. And to be fair, Bob, okay, you've been great in there. There's a bit of banter back and forth. Well played. You and Avon are having a bit of fun. Thunder Road, Julian Salmon, Orpheus, Everybody's on 100 Everybody's having on a bit of fun. Well done, lads. I really enjoying that. We've got to kick one out today, <coughs> but that's for persistent defenses, and I've just had a gutsful Um Chris, we then come oh, the 99th minute. Oh, mouth of all the people to score. There's a throw in, there's nowhere near enough pressure on the throw in, you know what I mean. Midfield has gone missing. Um, doozy to be fair, he's run his heart out all day. I'm not going to blame him, but you know, you, you <laughs> it, it's 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 interchange with the Cornell, and to be fair, it's a really well worked goal. I think.
2: What would you have taken it? Um, it's it's a really work, real a really well worked goal that should never have been allowed to happen. Um, in, in my humble opinion. Uh, f- forgive the, the older amongst you and, and probably, some, well, certainly you, Jace, but OG and I described this as the classic FIFA goal because it's a minute and 32 seconds over the allotted time that was, was given. And uh, in the gaming industry, that's known as scripting or DDA, Dynamic Difficulty Adjustment. And that's honestly what it felt like to me. It's like, hang on a minute, I I got up. I put the catalog, you know, I, I was kind of halfway out of the room. So I was like, right, well, this is going, you know, going into a 1-1 draw. Where did that minute and a half come from? And I know somebody's going to pop up now and go, well, there's three substitutions, I think you are fine. Well, I think you are fine, it's 30 seconds per substitution, but not when you're making five substitutions a game, and surely not when you're allowed to make three individual changes. You seriously telling me that that's the reason why? I, I mean, I, I can't, I just can't understand... Where that time came from, and also surely that sub- that those substitutions were made in the allotted ninety minutes, so they should have been added on in as the added time in itself, not added time on added time. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was no substitutions I, I, in added time. i, I
1: Chris, I've got to admit at this point, okay, I wanted to punch the television. Mm. Okay, so I'd lost all semblance of common sense, you know. I mean, it. Genuinely... I was done. I, there, I there was some.
2: The TV,
1: like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some geezer walking past out here again, you know. And I'm thinking my TV would land fucking pretty well in his head. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I and mean, the poor has done nothing, you know. It's just
2: yeah. like it's just, I, like, I, just, like, I, 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 just I just don't get. I just don't get where it came from. And as I say that's that's why we described it as a FIFA goal because it's the sort of thing that happens, you know, in a make believe world, not in a in a real world. And it was just like, I mean, it doesn't excuse our defending. It doesn't excuse the fact that we've we've switched off again in the 90th minute. It's a good finish. I don't put any blame at Martinez. I, 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 I thought really.
1: the one-two was really good. I thought it was yeah, well executed. To, yeah, yeah,
2: to, yeah. to be fair, to be fair, the
1: defenders. And I don't mm-hmm. even know who was defending it because, as I say, my temper was through the
3: roof at this point.
2: Again. Yeah. But yeah. I just, you know, when, you know, when you looked at the replay, you thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to hope there. Eh no You're and not. it was um it was a good i just want to nod to orpheus 100 percent, my friend uh yeah but um it was it it, it it was just one of those where i just i just looked at it, I was like what well, I, I did do that double take i was like hmm? and because you've got no crowd noise well in uh, the, the stream i watched unfortunately does and by the way get rid of that it's it's garbage hot garbage at least with sky you can just turn the ch- turn the channel yeah. so you have to log in online fuck that shit but um, yeah, I, I, because because the crowd noise is so half-assed, I was like, oh, you know, because you can you, normally you can tell So if you look away from the screen, the crowd react. You look up and something happens. So I was like, what what's just happened here? And and, and of course, of course, it'd be Malpay. I mean, of course, the script was written; it was there for him, wasn't it? It was so obvious. Yes, yeah, right. it's, it's it's a good finish, and um, uh, you know, I don't. <sighs> It's not being sour grapes. I don't feel like either side deserves to win that game. I think 1-1 one, one would have been perfectly fair because I don't think either side were particularly good for the whole 90 minutes. And if you know if anyone was going to win it, we, it should have been us having taken the lead. But this is, again, symptomatic of... Uh, we'll talk about the new normal. Well, this is the new old Arsenal, isn't it? You know, it, It's that th- there were years previously where if Arsenal scored first, that was it. That, those days are, are long gone now. In fact, you'd probably make quite a lot of money in the betting world, if you put some money on the opposition to, to win from behind, because it seems that we, we seem to throw away far far too many leads than, than is is comfortable to accept these days. So, yeah, I mean, it's um it, it's 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 the perfect finish to a shitty week, really, isn't it? And and all thoughts of Champions League now. I know we discussed it on the last, nah. last show, but right right now, I, if, if I was, if I was, attached, I'd be saying, you know what? That's it. that We're done now. Don't worry about Europe. Let's try and
1: win FA Cup, but other than that, let's just take yeah. it. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. So the, the game ends. There's shenanigans at the end because Maupai was play acting. Mm. He talks, you know. I, and I mean, it was he sat in the centre circle, uh, and it's then Gwendusy went for him. I didn't quite understand what what had happened initially, but I'm sorry, Matthew, It's too late. You should have been going at him at the at the Leno injury, and you know you can't raise your hands to another play in the park because you're asking for trouble. We're already down to bare bones. When you're you're going for them, it's hands behind your back. It's use your head. It's be horrible. It's be snidey. Really go for them. Corey, my overall um, feeling about the game is when I'm at uh, disgust.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's that's the word I was going to use, disgust.
1: I'm, I'm ashamed of them. I'm ashamed of them. I'm ashamed of them. I'm I I'm not having to go at Mikel Arteta here because when you're on the pitch once you know I I get his issues with the personnel at the moment okay and he's gone for what he's seen as the best way forward we can all have our opinions fine okay you can all disagree with me I don't I don't mind I think, you know you'll all have a valid opinion on this but not having each other's back on the pitch is a cardinal sin. It's 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 a cardinal sin. And we didn't do it and we weren't in in their face. We didn't, you know, we didn't apply any pressure on Maupai. We weren't going late in late to him, you know, we weren't leaving, you know, leaving when on him. We weren't trying to get him riled. We had two players in yellow cards. We didn't run in the months. We didn't do anything. And and I'm ashamed of our, our team today. I you know, Alba's not a captain there in a million years, but there's no other option on the pitch for my to my mind. Um, how do you feel, Paul?
0: Well, I, I was just going to add to that. Uh, you know, I don't know how many different sports you watch. I mean, I tend to just watch football now, but I've gone through quite a lot of different sports. And, uh, you know, one thing about every championship team that I've, Ever watched? that's it, it, it's consistent between them all. is is a relentless p- pursuit of exactly that that team mentality. I've got your back. I, I will die for you. Kind of mentality. And uh, well, Chris is right. Long of the days since one nil to the Arsenal. You know what I mean?
1: I I thought I thought I in last season in the home game against Tottenham you've got Gwendouzi and uh, Rambo squaring off to the Tottenham team. Do you know what I mean? There's people being grabbed by the shirt. You know, there's people going in. And I thought we were going to see a change in attitude. But it hasn't happened at all, has it?
0: No, it's just little, I guess, little flashes. I'd forgotten all about that, to tell you, honestly. And I'm glad you brought that up because we tend to be so overwhelmed with how bad things can be. But... uh, I mean, one thing that's, that I've noticed is uh, uh, about three days ago, I got this pain. in just did lower part of my neck back. It came, you know, I've been gone for about three months uh, and felt that pain for a while. The pain is back.
1: <laughs> yeah, tell me about it.
0: Wednesday Wednesday brought a lot of those
1: things back. <laughs> um, Jeff.
3: Yep. It's summing up, huh? More what more (laughs) can I say? I I haven't (laughs)
2: smoked (laughs) gun.
3: Chris is talking about FIFA. I didn't play for those of you who play FIFA. I decided not to play weekend league because I wanted to avoid all the sweaty fucking bullshit in that game this weekend (laughs) and the 95th-minute goals that I fucking concede. And here I am. Uh Mm -hmm. I'm hungover. I'm pissed off about the Arsenal. They're supposed to be my happy my happy place. They haven't been for years. So, fuck, man, on we go. Onwards and upwards. This stupid little half season needs to fucking get it in the fucking sea. Pardon my F-bombs, but, you know, crap it, it is what it is. It's a bunch of fucking crap. And, uh, you know, the team team has a lot of fucking work to do. They, they got to look in the mirror and fucking learn how to fight for each other. And I that's all I want for the rest of the season. Wherever we finish, I just want to see a bit of fucking fight in our belly, right? Because it's not good enough. And at the end of the day, you know, there's no sense of entitlement here coming through this mic. There's no sense like, well, we have to finish top four. We're the Arsenal. Fuck that. But I think every single one of us would say we're not at our best. And I want to see some fight out of this team. And just, you know, it's it's a bit silly, but you know, get a bit of pride in the shirt you're wearing and, and get out there and just fucking fight for every game because it's just not good enough. And and again, Man, we could go back two, three, four seasons of this podcast, and I could—I'm I, sure you, me, Jace, Chris, everyone on the show has said something like that. And you know, it's something's got to give.
1: Funny enough, I—it I, I, reminded me of a live show. Me, myself, Chris, and um, Shredded it, um against Stoke, and it's going bananas. Then it reminded me of the Crystal Palace game, okay? Where we all went bananas, and it's the first time I ever heard Chris really go absolutely do-lally-tap at at the players. And, you know, it was a first and it was like, oh, you know, now you know we're bad. You know?
0: Sheffield Wednesday. Remember Sheffield
1: Wednesday? Oh, don't get me started. Yeah, uh, look, oh yeah Blackburn. (sighs) Oh, hey, look, stop it, you. Okay, stop it. (laughs) Um, On to questions, guys. We're going to wrap it up now. We've been going for nearly an hour and a half. So we're just going to do four or five questions and then we're going to to an end it's another super long one um in the running out of the season i'm trying to give all the boys as much airtime as possible um and to be honest with you because obviously of um, my and chris relationship with og going back so long you know the extra one went on today simply because we love podcasting with each other when john welsh is back on you'll all all go to hell it's just (laughs) okay as simple as that um chris first question to you mate uh, Phil Bevan asks: Given that what, what happened to Leno, is it time football should look at the likes of rugby and bring in serious repercussions for players for p- players taking other players out in the air? E-
2: well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I touched on it earlier on. Um, just in terms of the, the rule book is there, the ruling is there. Players, managers, um, everybody—they go on about this word consistency. We go on about protecting our players. You know, we, 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 we're what better time than in, in this whole situation, of the craziness that's going on in the world with pandemics. And we're, you know, we're, we're walking around with masks on and, and we're spraying down footballs now of all the times are the times to protect players from injuries and protect players from getting needlessly hurt. Everybody understands when you play professional sport, you put yourself on the line week in week out gaming game out that happens and we all understand bad injuries happen sometimes because you play stoke <clears throat> uh, other times because you just ha- have an unfortunate coming together with, with, with players and in some cases teammates you know these sometimes these injuries are freak injuries but if we can eliminate the injuries where you know, arrogant little toads like that go around and and yes you know, we've all seen this argument. There's a snidey little cunt up the road who plays for Spurs, who wears number seven, who's just come back from military service. He's the king of the, oh, but he's a lovely player. Yeah. He's not that type of player. Absolute bullshit. These players know what they're doing half the time. And as you said, and as OG's touched on it, I think Corey said as well, You, if you put yourself in a position where even the slightest thought goes through your mind where you could hurt somebody, that that's that's enough. Because that is when you will hurt somebody. It's not the times when you're when you you know, when you just committed and you go for a ball, those sort of injuries happen. That's life, that's professional sport. But what you don't do is essentially just turn a blind eye to a ruling when players have been and, and again, we've had three, maybe even four players, uh, who, who have been injured in this way in the last three or four seasons. And and other teams have had it as well. Other teams have, have had injuries like this. And it's, it's not acceptable. And when you're in the air, it should just be a very clear definition. Unless you, unless you, unless it is very clear on the <laughs> AR that you're trying to play the ball, then that, you know, you should be, should be booked or, or dismissed depending on the level of, of, the, of the foul. Absolutely. Corey's just uh, had his
1: cherry popped <laughs> by not. the road. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do, not, do not let me drive your girlfriend home, dude. Really, seriously, oh, no. do not trust me at all
1: Fair play I don't think Thunder Road does this to everyone okay you control us all you know? and, and when he comes out with goals like that you know, I just want to cry with laughter um, Cody now a question for you pal David mm. Keith asks how many games will we win at home given the fact if it wasn't for home form right now we'd be in the relegation zone and given the fact we have no fans I think we will finish the season badly what are your thoughts
0: Man, I so want to disagree with you, but I can't. Honestly, it's kind of uh, depressing, isn't it? Um, No, I'm going to keep hope. I'm going to keep the hope. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to turn a corner. Something's going to happen. No, you're right. It's going to be awful.
1: (laughs) Mr. Paul, (laughs) i going to do that.
0: The uh-huh. thing is, the thing is, like I try and be positive, but then you just think about like our our players are just dropping like flies. So honestly, like we're just screwed. Like who's our backup goalkeeper now after Martinez? Matt, uh, Matt, Macy, Macy. Isn't it? yeah, Matt Macy. So he's now going to be sitting on the bench to back us up in a game against Tottenham. Mm. You know, like think about that. Who's gonna be our central to like where's our midfield? You know, like well, yeah, it but it could get it could get very ugly. That's the answer to your question.
2: I I, I, I do I. so I just gonna say, you, the problem as well is is that you know, before people would say like, oh Socrates is is out for two weeks and you'd go, Oh well that's okay because that's only yeah. that's only one game now, it's like half a season. Because we've got, yeah. like, eight games in three three hours. So it's like, well, well you know. i, I I'm going to be on with
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not angry with that, I'll say. It. I'm angry with the team at the moment, you know what I mean? But I, I, I can just see this getting toxic again. You know, I can just see it getting toxic again. And, and you just, oh, God,
2: you know. You, don't, you, don't go on Twitter, Jason. It's, it's already toxic. It's, I, super, I, literally, it's already I mean, there. So yeah. listen,
0: we have seven games left. How many points do you think we're going to get out of seven? I,
1: 12? I, I'm I'm not going that down that road, to games, people. <laughs> not, <laughs> enough, not enough
2: is the answer we should be
1: I, saying there. But this I, is the thing. Okay, you, you you look at it. I was really positive for City, and you know all that positivity's been kicked at my anus by this team in two games, right? Or I'm looking at. I I've got to be honest with you. I, I thought Saka was great today. I
0: thought I'm. Um, uh, the midfield holding, holding was very good. I know um, that I know that goal went in off of him, but he had a good game considering.
1: I, I, look, I, I I thought he and um, uh, and Mustafi were okay, right? Oh, but I, I I didn't think they were anything great. But I, I, as a new unit, we lacked fluidity. Uh, we, you know, we didn't show for the ball. We didn't we didn't force. Um, uh, you know, their press was on. Nobody's dropping deep or pushing forward to try to pull them out of alignment to create that space. And this is just common sense stuff that any footballer does. And yet we weren't doing that. And uh, Sabayos, so you know, okay, he's only 23, but fucking hell, come on. Spanish international. You know, i do not thinking worth a fucking penny, mate. I really don't. You know, is he tries hard, he's still learning. He's still on the learning curve. You know, soccer. You know, great. Lacazette, pfft. okay. Pepe, lovely goal, but thoroughly underwhelmed by his performance. Abamian, meh. You know, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I'm, you know, I thought Hector was poor. I thought just class enough.
2: Really. Just, just because I'm, I'm getting old. I forget points I want to make these days. Just on the Abameyang thing, he worries me. Really worries me. I don't know. I'm, I'm not singling him out uh, in any way. I'm not saying he's not committed or I'm not trying to start a bloody hate campaign or anything, but he looks like a really frustrated player at the moment. Like his his expressions, he did that one uh, drag back and shot, which I thought was really good today, where he, he composed himself, dragged the ball inside. And to be fair, I think it was Lewis Dunk made a, a really good block. And as yeah. much as he's a Pillock, he would he wouldn't be a bad signing by the way, but um, yeah, I just he looks like a player to me who's got a lot of things on his plate right now, and that worries me. I actually thought Lacazette was, was quite quite sprightly today, and, and another day that header goes in, and and to, I think the two shots did he had the, that were blocked go in. I mean, there, I just worry about fair, oh, to be fair, in the head, uh, Saka should have got
1: the ball in sooner, okay? Yeah, yeah, he's had a check himself there,
2: did um, to improvise get, that, get that right, but you
1: know but the, the link that the, you know we don't get midfielders up to support the attack you know do you know what i mean we're not fluid in any way shape or form but i want to no. move on from that now um jeff uh, this this is the question for me loki 73 asks is martinelli injured or is his attitude uh to uh, geared to winning uh, geared to winning to fit in um I, I i got a couple of questions here because i, I what the fuck is going on with Martinelli? He's hardly had much game time, and Nakell. Uh, like and when you look at his performances, and you look at his attitude, and uh, and Unai Emery, this is a boy who didn't stop working. This is a boy who did exactly what was asked of him. Scored goals, didn't stop running, was our biggest goal threat. And no offense, said Ketia, fucking pulls apart. That poles apart. Just look at the goal tally this season.
3: Talk to me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if any of us know unless Arteta's addressed it after the game, which I didn't. I haven't had a chance to really see the comments on that. I know. I know we saw some Arteta comments in the in the chat, but I don't know. I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if it's an attitude thing, and I don't know if any of us do know that. Uh, I agree with you though, hundred percent, Jace. That if all things are equal. I'd love to have seen him come into that game because he he gives us an energy and um, that pure predator instinct that he brings to the pitch. Um, we could have used that, and especially when we talked about those three subs that came on. They weren't really game winning subs. Martinelli has that in his in his in his locker when he's on his game. So I I mean I don't know why he did, didn't feature. I I I have no idea. Um, but like I said, you know, all things being equal, you know, he's been training with the team, so he looks okay. I know during the the lockdown, he there were a lot of photos of him working out. He looked like he was bulking up for, you know, to to bring a bit more physical uh, presence to his game. Which you know, all the young players, I think they need they need to bulk up a, a lot of them. Um, so I, I don't know Loki. I don't know why uh, that's the case. I don't know why he comes in. There might be a perfect, perfectly reasonable answer because you know surely if we can all sit here on this podcast and and say you know he, it was obvious he should have come in there may be some reasonable answer we're just not aware of uh and you know I don't I don't know I don't know the answer and if somebody in the chat has seen some comments from Arteta saying one way or another why he didn't feature today then then fair play
1: yeah yeah And once the next one um Akibali asks do you think having players that always run ball to feet is slowing down the play yeah, I do. I really do. I, I, I think, you know, since Arsene left, we've had four transfer windows. Now, you have to look at the first one, a Sven's transfer window, OK? Um, and then the rest are Raoul's. Um, you, we, we don't have anybody who gets beyond the ball. We don't have players who run to create space. We don't have players who play with ambition to get forward. Um, you know, he, at the moment, you look at Gwendolyns. He's a certain type of player, but Gwen is a long-term project. He's not. He's not supposed to be the finished article at this moment in time. You look at Danny Sabayos, as Josh said on Wednesday night. You know, he, he just he's a ball recycler. Well, you know, you, you, in your midfield, you need somebody to get ahead of the ball. We haven't got any of that. Um, I think you know, you look at something like Willett, lovely player. Loves driving with the ball. Doesn't get beyond the ball. AMN. We don't even know what AMN is. We don't know. Hasn't been given the chance properly. Again, okay, when you look at what we've what we've had certain players put out on the park this season, I think that's awfully damning. Now, obviously, Arteta knows better than any of us what this squad's all about, and I I I, I believe in him. But you have to have players. If you want to play a certain system, if you want to play this four, two, three, one, okay, a, you, what's that number 10 doing for you? What's it doing for you? Because you saw a lot of half and, and a lot of effort from Saka today. And you know, he gets the assist on the pepe goal, but you need that position to be uber effective. That needs to drop in to help that the two when you're defending, and you need one of the two to get up to support your attack when you're attacking. And we just don't do that. With the fullbacks, they weren't effective at all today. They just weren't effective. You saw whoever's on the left, whether it be Alba or Saka when floating, them struggled to get enough support. Pepe and, and Hector, nothing. You know, we have to have people who want to get ahead of the ball and that's something they need to address in the summer because if they don't, I can just see more of the same crap. Chris, DJ Samuel asks, do you agree we need a summer clear out?
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. But I worry about how we're going to clear that out. It, it reminds me of, to use another, to use another sort of video game analogy, apologies, but um, it's the easiest one I can come up with. It's a little bit like when you're playing game like football manager or something and you you go into a club and you have this sort of idea it's like well you 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 kind of join a club and you go I don't really like that player I don't really like him he's not really I don't really like him so you clear everybody out and you just go through your youth academy and you just bring in all your own players and you start afresh it's kind of how I feel like I'd like to do it that the problem is this is the real world and we can't do that the 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 one concern I have and on a bigger point because yes I in short I do agree we need to clear out the biggest concern and I have with this whole project youth idea and um, you know this this whole plan of all oh, we promote from the inside is this is not Man United you can't with anything with kids here anymore this is a this is a game that's dominated by money Man United did that and they did it brilliantly but their only competition at that point in time was was Blackburn, in but, terms oh,
1: but, of Blackburn. but but the Chris on that okay you had Blackburn you had S about there around there as well okay mm. but the big thing is okay. You can't win anything with kids, but the spine of your team, Peter Schmeichel, mm. um, uh, you had Gary Pallister, mm. okay? I, I think it was Pallister at the time at the centre-half, but you had Roy Keane in the midfield and you always had two really good goal scorers. So yeah. when you're bringing in Paul Scholes, Ryan Giggs was, a, was a, um, a, a tried and tested player by that time,
2: you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Rebecca Scholes. Got Roy Keane there. Mm. Well, that's that's my worry. We don't have that. If, yeah. if this squad, if this current squad had Patrick Vieira, Gilberto Silva, Tony Adams, Martin Keown, and you know players of David Seaman or or you know somebody like that, where you had a presence down the spine, yeah, I'm all fine with. Particularly full-backs, particularly wingers, because you can blood those and you can bring them through. I'm not particularly keen on the idea of us going into a new season relying on the likes of, uh, of Willock, Konduzi and Ketia. They they should be in the squad. Yeah, I would I would certainly invest some, some money into bringing them through because ultimately, whether we have them or we sell them on, they're a financial benefit to us. If not on the pitch, they're, they're a financial benefit to sell. But I I just, I, I kind of like to see us go down the route of bringing in tried and tested Premier League players. And I never thought I'd say that. But I kind of feel like now is the time to do that. We've done the scouting in South America with with Big Dick and his checkbook. We've done the, the scouting of the French era when, when Arsene was there and the plucking of, of youngsters from from random European leagues, See Stepanov's, some work, some didn't. But I feel like now is the time to, I mentioned it earlier on, why not go to Brighton and say, you know, we quite like that Lewis dunk. Um, here's 25 million and, I don't know, a and other of our players. That's kind of the sort of player because I, I just feel like we need a little bit of that. Man United have done it with Harry Maguire, you know. Not everyone rates him, and I, I get why. I'm not particularly.
1: particular hey, a quid for that donkey.
2: Well, uh, but, but but then but we've we've missed out. I, again I watched Leicester at lunchtime. Uh, Kegelar Sayonshu would have walked into our back four. The kid's 22, and he absolutely dominates Leicester's centre back line. You know, he, he's an absolute monster. We had him on a plate, and we went, "Do you know what? No, we're not sure. We don't know. We don't want to pay." And, yeah. and look, where we are you know, and, and anyone that saw him at Freiburg could see it now. And now we're having to have discussions with, with RB Leipzig about Upa Mankana, who we simply cannot afford uh, with Thomas party, who we simply cannot afford. It doesn't matter if the players want to join us. It doesn't matter if they like our and they love the marble halls and every, you know, and highbridge their middle name it doesn't matter if, if they want to play for us. And if we can't afford them because we can't ship out the, the David Luiz is on 24 million quid a season, then it's pointless. So for me, yeah. Let let's go to to Villa and ask about Jack Grealish. Let's go to Leic- to Brighton and ask about Lewis Duncan. and, and let's try and. No, I'm not saying bring in journeyman. I'm not saying go and try and sign somebody who's 31 and at the end of their career, because again, Socrates, we we sort of tried that. I think I think now is the time to go into a Premier League team and particular Norwich. We mentioned it in the last pod, Chase, You know some of their young talent. Yes, we are going to get blown out of the water by a Man City if they come in. Yeah. But why not test the water? We might get two or three out of ten. Well, those okay. two or three are probably better than what we've got now. Look, I, I think it takes a, a whole
1: different—you know—it it, it takes the right mix of players. And I think at the moment we don't have that. I worry because of Raúl because I—I I just think the that guy's an absolute fucking fraud and I have from the beginning. And I—and I've seen no evidence to change my mind. It's everything he's done so far has just reinforced my opinion. G, you've got to leave soon, so I just want to ask you one question before you go, mate. Um, Michael Hahnemann asks, is it time to take Bellerin out and put Maitland-Niles into the Southampton game?
3: I don't think Bellerin was our problem today. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a bit of rotation uh, for the next game. Um, but I don't, I didn't think uh, Bellerin was, was a problem. I know we comment about how he's lost a bit of a step um, but but you know, I don't know if Maitland Niles is the guy as well that uh that is going to steady the ship by bringing him in, so I don't know. I, you know, for what me, about Cedric? of me, He's Oh, sorry, it's okay, Cedric. Um, yeah, 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 I, I don't know. I, I just don't think like I don't think that's where our problem areas are. I mean, we've got bigger. We've got bigger issues. Center of the park and center back. We talk about it again. We've got to figure that out, um, and we're running out of options. And that, you know, the rate we're going, we're not even going to have a team to finish the the season with injuries. So, mm-hmm. um, the one thing I don't know, and I got to ask this question, and Chris, you're going to know the answer. And I apologize, I do have to run it at some point soon, but um, Chris, French leagues over. It's done. We know that. Uh, PSG one. Can we Can we at some point recall S- Saliba? I know this. I know oh, dude, hey, Chase, yeah. go! Just tell me the I know answer. This. I, I know this.
1: Answer. Chris will say this. Exactly the same word for word, because I saw Chris put it up on Twitter, I think. I think it was Chris that put it up on Twitter. I'm pretty sure what it is, because I was looking to see if I could wind him up with it, but I can't. Um, no, because we're still in the same season, you can't recall him in the same season. You can't play him. Uh, that okay. so. It's it's Fair. still a part of that same season, so we can't do that. But he's officially finished with San Etienne. Is it he he's with? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: He, he's at yeah. Arsenal now, which is good because Etienne had six players test positive for COVID this week. So good job. He he is yeah. already in training with Arsenal. He is in London, but he can't be if because if, the season hasn't ended. Yeah, if it was uh, if it was any other time and both seasons have ended. Yeah, but we can't, which which sucks. See, it person- would have been a great time blood in, wouldn't it? Chris, you think I only
1: read your tweets to wind you up, but no, yeah. I listen as well, okay? You no, I, listen. I, I,
2: I know you do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do, to be fair. Um, G, before before you go, okay? Yeah. Thank you. It's been brilliant sweet, parting with you again, mate. Absolutely adored this. Um, you know, this goes back to when I, myself and Chris joined ABW. We were all on that same little raft there and um, it's always too long in between pods mate absolutely love today fantastic when you see max give him our love you know but me, if you if you do have to pop off before we finish i just want to say that i love having you on hopefully we can do more um but thank you mate
3: thank Jeez, you brother i mean it's been uh, my pleasure to get back into it and i i gotta say you know um with everything that's gone on with arsenal this season, I haven't really wanted to, to pod about Arsenal, Um, and then everything going on with, uh, Burkham Wonderland with, with our friends that are are no longer with us. I haven't really wanted to pod. I haven't had that desire, but it's always great to be back in the seat with you boys. And, um, yeah, I think we were pretty close to all being on the same first, you know, first episodes together. Like we all kind of joined at the same time and you guys have featured a lot more than I have because of the time difference. But, uh, It's always good to see you guys. And a popular trivia for the chat, um, here's a little trivia for you. Uh, Jace, myself, and Danny, the GFP, did the very first radio show together. Uh, Do you remember that, Jace? Because it wasn't a real radio show. It was a test, but we went live live by accident on YouTube. You guys called me up on my phone, and we were goofing off. And that was... uh, that was the very first radio show. So uh, ABW Radio, of course, ABW Live now. So appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. I, I, I'm gonna, Jeff, before yeah. you
1: go, tell yeah. Mr. Epic about LWO. We love the lightning.
3: Yeah, fair, fair play. <laughs> uh, so I have been podcasting lately, uh, as some of you know, and the reason I'm hungover today. Um, during COVID, my local team that I'm a part of, LWO, which is what LWO is, Lightning World Order, uh, which has been together now for 27 years. We decided, I decided to launch LWO Radio, which was basically a podcast for the boys. And we have a hockey team and a soccer team. So there's about 45, 50 guys and a big extended group of guys that have played with the team over years, over the years. And, uh, and fortunate enough that you boys have supported us uh, by watching along and participating. Danny was in the chat last night. Uh, so I don't know what time it was probably like four in the morning, your guys time. And so LWO is, uh, is my team. LWO radio is on YouTube. You can go back. It's over now. We did six episodes. Um, and you know, 45 guys, somehow our first episode has over 500 views, which I can't really explain it. Six episodes collectively over 2000 views, which we thought they were going to get like about 15 each. (laughs) Um, and it is a lot of fun. So I'm not going to push it because it's a different, podcast but it's just a bunch of guys getting drunk on the internet talk, telling old stories <laughs> uh, and if you do watch one episode chump, 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 chump there's an episode, episode 2 is called The Perfect Day about the champ um, which we had him on as a guest, I'm not going to say anything more this is an Arsenal podcast, so that's what it's for but go check it out, LWO uh, Radio episode 2, The Perfect Day is I I cr- I, I laugh so hard I cry every time right. I watch it
1: uh, I, was in, I was in tears, okay, and I, if ever I wanted to go drinking with one guy, other than yourself, obviously, pal, it's the champ. I, he's, I, he's a legend. He's a legend. Oh, oh, Proper, drunken, lunatic. It's the way forward. Um, right, thank you, G. I've, I've loved this, mate. I've loved this. So on to our last question of the day, guys, and it is for the man who I've popped my... Podcasting cherry with today. It's for Corey, Corey bro. How are you? You enjoyed?
0: Yeah, having a great time.
1: You made you superstar, absolute rock star. Daryl Kane asks, okay, and what's your opinion on this? On a positive note, I did think Saka played cent- the in central the central role um, and floating out wide though, tech inside was pleasing to watch. Maybe we could go um, Torreira, Guendouzi, and a four-three-three to support that. What are
0: your thoughts, pal? Uh, I like I like this kid, Saka. I'd put him anywhere on the field. I, I said to, uh, about him earlier, one of the magical things I see about him is this kind of football on a string kind of thing that he has, this ability to just kind of work it among, and his feet, and, and you know, think, oh, he's lost the ball, and it's like a yo-yo. Suddenly the ball's in front of him, and he goes past a couple of players. I mean, the kid is so exciting, so exciting. Got to sign him got to give that kid a contract and I say put him anywhere on the field for me.
1: Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest too, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, right guys, that's it for today. We've got, we've gone for nearly two hours again. Uh, apologies listeners, it is too long. It's, you know, we, we should be sort of in our work for these but we're coming back to football and there's kind of a lot to say and we're getting a podcast with our mates and that's what this has always been about. You know, um, it's, Always what it's been about, and it always will be. Um, To all of you in the chat, you've been fantastic. Um, Some new faces, some interesting comments, a lot of laughs in there. Um, Thank you. You're always brilliant. We do appreciate it. Um, Jeff has left us now. OG, we love you dearly, mate. Top man. Corey, thank you, mate.
0: Yeah, good show, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Jason. It was great.
1: Brilliant to be on with you. We'll do it again. Damn
0: right. Mr. Pirate. Yes. Cheers, bro.
2: Thank you, Jace. Thank you, Corey. We go again, boys. We go again. Yeah. We'll have our own pity party, but we'll be back to moan about all the same things all over again next <laughs> week.
0: Don't yeah. throw your TV at people walking by your window. Man. <laughs>
2: Honestly, no, no, I, I was gonna mention this. I have to say this before I go. Don't do that, Jace, because if you go onto the popular streaming site that rhymes with wet dicks, Um, then you will find a film, a Spanish film, I think. It's called The Platform, and the guy who gets sent into a cell is sent in there for a crime of throwing a TV out of his window, which kills someone. So Mm -hmm. let that be a lesson to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> to be fair to be fair uh, I, I'm too tight
1: to waste the money <laughs> you know what I mean exactly. <laughs> I'm, oh, no. I'm, I'm way too tight to waste the money um, Chat box, thank you so much on a dark day for the Arsenal um, it really was gutless at times um, it it was shameful some of the the performance today I thought um, these players are better than that and they need to start showing it but onwards to the Southampton game next. You know, there's still a lot to play for. We've still got to keep on going. So let's hope Mikel can get it sorted. Um, thank you all. It's been hard today, but we move forward. Jonas Segtanberg Berg is in the house as well. You get the last shout out of the day, mate. Take care. Good night. Keep it Arsenal. Um, enjoy the rest of the weekend, guys. Thank you very much. As soon as I scored that
3: goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.